Survivors are special in the Halls of Horror. We've featured one other final girl so far in our series, that being Heather Langenkamp from the Nightmare on Elm Street films. But in this episode of What the Fuck Happened to Our Favorite Horror Stars, we're going to showcase an actress who has actually pulled off the rare hat trick of actually surviving through every one of her appearances in the franchise she helped make amazing. I'm talking about Ashley Lawrence, who brought to life on screen one of the most unlucky daughters and nieces in the history of horror films, Christy Cotton, in Clive Barker's classic Hellraiser. Ashley has since gone on to take her place alongside other heroines of horror history. So let's open the box and peer inside to find out what the fuck happened to horror star Ashley Lawrence. I want to thank you guys for watching Where in the Horror Are They Now? And ask that if you enjoy our shows, please subscribe to our channel, like this video, and click on the bell so you can be notified each time a new video goes up. And now, back to the show. Ashley Lawrence was born in Los Angeles, California in 1966. Ironically, one of her first on-screen roles was in Highway to Heaven. Prior to that, she had been part of the soap opera Capital, which featured Scream Queen Caroline Jones, aka Morticia Adams. It would be in 1987 that Ashley would be cast in the role which would submit her in the hearts and minds of horror fans for decades to come. Hellraiser was the first feature film by director-writer Clive Barker and would literally rip the face off the genre and change horror forever. Ashley would play Kirsty, the affable Larry Cotton's daughter in the first film. Kirsty is a teenager in the first movie and seems very sweet and innocent. There's also a hint that Frank had had some very not-so-good uncle interactions with Kirsty when she was younger, which adds an even more dark and horrifying tone to the film and the dubious come to daddy line later on. Come to daddy. Oh my god. Come to daddy. Frank and Julia, Larry's new wife and Kirsty's stepmother, the night before her wedding to Larry, almost immediately after meeting, get it on right on top of her wedding gown. It's interesting to see the wicked stepmother from fairy tales personified in Julia here in a very modern way, with Kirsty a sort of Snow White type heroine. The apple could be the box which summons the Cenobites, which Frank did and was the cause of his skinless condition. Frank wanted more, and he got it. Julia wants Frank back, and she gets him, sacrificing Larry and a number of other male callers in order to knit Frank back to being human, or some vestige of it. During all of this, Kirsty realizes what's happening and makes a deal with the Cenobites, and namely Pinhead, to stop Julia and to save herself from the tortures of hell after having summoned them by accident. No time for argument. Unfortunately for Kirsty, she cannot save her father from Julia and Frank, but does in fact get them dragged to hell, or in Frank's case, torn into little pieces and put back into hell. Jesus wept. <laughs> Kirsty almost joins them, but manages to escape Pinnett's clutches. Or has that changed? Ashley's portrayal of Kirsty is fantastic. She's both determined and strong, but conveys a truly heartbreaking terror in her eyes of what is happening around her. She's an innocent being forced to face down some of the most horrifying realities of human darkness and desire. Rather than giving in to these terrors, she fights them and manages to win with her wits and strength. Ashley returned for Hellraiser 2, which picks up directly after the first film. Hellbound follows Kirsty as she is placed in a mental institution after the events with her father and Julia. 
It's there where she is seen by Dr. Chenard. When he realizes the tales Tristy is telling are true and they lead him to the box, he quickly sacrifices one of his own patients to bring back Julia so she can show him the way to hell. Julia soon takes Dr. Chenard to see Leviathan, her god and the entity that creates Cenobites from those willing and wanting to become the creatures. This, rather grotesquely, happens to Dr. Chenard. Meanwhile, Kirsty and Tiffany, a puzzle-solving patient of Chenard's, have also gone into hell. Kirsty thinks her father is trapped there, but it turns out to be Frank trying to trick her into releasing him again. Hellbound is unique in that it gives us a peek at Pinhead before he became what he now is, and we get to see Doug Bradley out of makeup as Captain Elliot Spencer, the man behind the pins. In the finale, we see Kirsty remind Pinhead of his humanity, as are all the other Cenobites, sans Chenard, of course. Pinhead and Kirsty show a mutual respect for each other as he, as Elliot, helps her and Tiffany escape, but as we all know, Pinhead doesn't die that easily, and neither does the Lamont configuration. In 1989, Ashley, along with Tori Spelling, would star in an episode of the classic anthology series Monsters called The Match Game. The tale takes place in a haunted house where some friends have broken in to tell ghost stories, but while telling their tales, the stories start to come true around them, with terrifying consequences. Following Monsters, Ashley co-starred in an interesting entry into the killer kid subgenre, Mikey. Mikey starred Brian Bonsall, who at the time was known for playing Andy Keaton, the youngest member of the Keaton family in Family Ties. Not many people talk about this film, which is surprising, and it is one of the few where the killer kid actually gets away with it. The movie had some truly dark spots within it, and Mikey can definitely hold his own when it comes to the good son and the bad seed. In 1994, Charles Band had Ashley join fellow horror icon Jeffrey Combs in the Full Moon Entertainment Lovecraft entry, Lurking Fear. The film follows a group of characters all brought together in the cursed town of Leffert's Corner, each of them with their own agenda. Everything comes to a head when the subterranean creatures that have been living under the town for years come to the surface to feed and kill. In 1997, Ashley played opposite Zach Galligan in the film Cupid, which you can also learn about in our Zach Galligan episode. Another rather twisted tale, Ashley plays the woman who comes between the extra close siblings who murder the women that become involved with Galligan's handsome psychopath, Eric. In 1999 came Warlock 3, The End of Innocence. In this final entry into the Warlock film franchise, Ashley plays a survivor much like Kirsty, who has to take on Bruce Payne's Warlock, who wants to sacrifice her in order to bring forth a new evil to the world. 2002 would bring Ashley back to the world of Pinhead with Hellraiser, Hellseeker. This film shows us a different side of Kirsty, who, while still making deals with Pinhead, isn't a shrinking violet. This film follows Kirsty's husband who survives a car crash that supposedly killed Kirsty. but as the film progresses, we discover things are very much not as they seem. The film co-stars not only Doug Bradley, but Dean Winters, who you may recognize as Mayhem from those great insurance ads, and also a number of other roles. Dennis Duffy, Beeper King. In 2004, Ashley starred in the late Robert Greenhall's semi-biographical directing debut, Lightning Bug. In the film, she plays Jenny Graves, the mother of the main character, Green, who Hall based on himself. The film is a beautiful tribute to growing up a monster kid, but also the real horrors that can be a part of growing up. Robert Greenhall would pass away at the age of 47 in 2021. 
Ashley would be a part of numerous TV and film roles that weren't a part of the horror genre over the years, including Hercules' The Legendary Journeys and the dark revenge thriller Red with Brian Cox. But she'd return to our favorite genre. In 2020, she'd join other horror notables like Robert England and Linda Blair in the twisted, gross, and awesome J.J. Villard's Fairy Tales animated series. In 2021, she'd come back to the anthology world in Greg Nicotero's Creep Show on Shudder in the episode Pesticide with The Walking Dead. Josh McDermott and Keith David. It's a darkly comedic episode that of course features a twist of an ending in classic EC comic style. Ashley Lawrence is a bright light in the world of horror. She's also fan-friendly, having attended and continuing to attend numerous horror conventions over the years. She's also an artist in her own right with beautiful and surreal works. Recently, she also appeared alongside Doug Bradley on the last drive-in with Joe Bob Briggs to discuss the Hellraiser franchise, and it was amazing to hear them talk about the long, strange trip the films have given them. Playing with people's psyches, obviously. Right, they like they like screwing it's, with people. It's like yeah, a cat with okay, a mouse. that's what I mean. And I, th I think the idea is also that you know you you can go ahead and explore, you can explore all you want, but but what you are exploring always is yourself. yourself. Again, it's a rarity to have survived every encounter you've had as the main female protagonist for a franchise like Hellraiser, but it's even more rare when your character becomes the bad guy. And that's what happened with Kirsty in the Hellraiser comics that were released by Boom Studios a few years ago. Kirsty and Pinhead swap places as Kirsty feels the weight of many deaths that she inadvertently caused, and Pinhead is simply tired of being a lord of hell. It's an amazing comic book series with some fantastic visuals, and Kirsty makes one badass looking pinhead. I'd actually love to see this happen in a feature film with Ashley once again stepping into the pens of Kirsty. And who knows? There's always a chance in hell, right? Thank you for watching our show. If you like what you see, please subscribe to our Joe Blow Videos channel. Tell your friends who like this sort of content and turn on the bell to receive notifications for all of our latest videos. We're an independent company and we appreciate all of your support.